What up, what up? Welcome to the Cast of Color, a show where diverse creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. My name is John Carter. I am joined by the boy, Gerardo Molina. What's happening, man? Ooh, hello, hello. Hey, hey, we're back. We're at it. Hey, and it's a special event. We have a guest here with us, a longtime friend of the pod, the University of Laverne alumni, PR professional, current university marketing, Mulan Novia. How are you, ma'am? Hello, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for coming. So we, myself, Gerardo, Mulan, back in college, University of Laverne. This was the year 2017, I believe it was. I believe it was early 2017. Or was it fall 2017? Trump got elected right before, uh, right before the end of the, right before we opened. Oh, got it. Okay, so we we were part of. <laughs> We were part of a theater show called Tres Actos, that, and that was a fun production. It was a, yeah. a just a, a big ass cast. <laughs> For you that don't know out there, so like Tres Actos was like a Chicano theater type thing. We all know about, um, you know, black theater. We've been hearing a lot about that lately. Um, it's it's uh, been pretty prevalent lately. It's been coming up. It's really cool. Chicano mm -hmm. theater uh, came up around the seventies, late seventies, um, early seventies around that time, you know, and uh, Chicano theater was, um, was more of a guerrilla style theater um, where they would do it on truck beds for farmers, for immigrant farmers um, who were working the fields. So, uh, you know, it was, yeah. it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty cool uh, to see that side of it. We always hear about um, black theater and there's a lot of opportunities for that, but it was really cool to uh, see another culture like, um, and I'm glad we all had the opportunity to do that one together. You know, it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. very, very rare, very rare. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I had no idea what that type of style of theater was. I mean, we performed, uh, uh, my scene partner was, um, it was Jen. You guys remember oh, Jen? Jen Ning. Jen Ning, yes. Jen Ning. And Jen Ning. And we performed on, like Gerardo said, we performed it on a truck. So people were just like, what the? They're like, what the fuck are we watching over here? <laughs> what y'all doing? <laughs> if anyone wants any but, recommendations for, for that world, uh, you can watch Zoot Suit. Um, yes. It's a movie. It's a musical. Our director for Tres Actos, Alma Martinez, Dr. Alma Martinez, was actually uh, on uh, in that. I think that was her debut. It was um, The Girl. It was Zoot Suit. Uh, she also recently, it's re pretty cool. She was just on Hintified. She's the grandpa's uh, love interest. <laughs> the one and only Alma. She's still killing it. <laughs> but yes, this is long overdue. We've been wanting to have Bolan on here for a while. We're in season four of the Cast of Color. We're finally able to do so. Uh, so we're going to go over just a few little entertainment updates. We're going to catch up with Mulan. And the movie review this week is the new MCU movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It just came out this past weekend. It was dope. And we're going to talk about this, this movie here to end the show. Um, but Milan, just, just starting off. So we met at the University of Laverne, but I don't know much about the journey leading up to it. So mom and dad, they were born where? In the Philippines in Dagupan City. So that's oh. like Northern, Northern region area where it's actually cold there. Depends on where you go though. But yeah, Got you. So they, were, Got you. they were from there. So are you uh, yeah. first generation? I, I would like to think so. So, <laughs> so the thing is like, 
So you know how you have to fill out like all of your FAFSA and all like all of like your things when you're in high school and you have to kind of put yourself in a category and like if you're in yes. this kind of category you get more money and then if you're but if you're in the other category you don't really. So I think I would like to consider myself as first gen because I moved here myself. Like I took the flight too. Um even though like does that make me first gen cuz cuz my parents mm-hmm technically moved from the Philippines to the US but then I also myself moved from the Philippines to the US like I wasn't born here. Yeah, oh, so you were born in the that. Philippines as well. I was. Yeah, I was born there and then I I came here when I was like almost 5 um on on my dad's worker visa. So it oh. took us like a hot minute to to get that together and then it also took us an even longer minute to like be to get our um, to get our green card and to get our citizenship mm-hmm. and it took us a couple of years because I got it I, I became a citizen when I was 17 so oh wow well, was that the family's yeah. goal because I mean for for my my wife so my wife is a twin so her and her twin sister of all their five siblings uh, they're the only ones who were born here you know her older sister her older brothers they were all born in the Philippines but their parents mm-hmm. their pop's goal was always to bring the family to the states was, was that uh, something your parents had in mind or um yeah 100 percent. so like they they were both yeah they both like you know went to college and like did the thing in the philippines and my dad worked nice. overseas in saudi arabia for a couple of years um before Damn. he i know i was D- like, do, doing what he, um he he worked on telephone lines back when That's they dope. were telephone lines and they had like the big chunky little phones with like the big antennas and stuff like he before they were cell phone towers like legit like outdoor working like ladders and stuff he worked for sony erickson oh wow shit that's dope (laughs) yeah he was like hot shot like big and then um and then he got sick and so he had to go back to the philippines and then after that he went to the u.s with my aunt my aunt was the first one in our family to like make the move to to the united states and then my dad shortly followed uh, on a worker's visa and then i think like a couple years later my mom and i followed and so the goal was eventually you know to bring to bring the whole family here um and by the whole family i literally mean just (laughs) me and my mom um, the rest of our the rest of our bigger families in the Philippines it's it's hard it's harder to take to bring them over because they're all much much older and plus you know like the immigration sure. laws and stuff it's much harder to to get here um yeah so oh, yeah that was first, that was the journey gotcha yes <laughs> <laughs> so the University of Laverne I, I remember I remember when I was at community college Again, I met Gerardo at community college. I remember I was chilling with one of my boys and I was like, yeah, man, I'm between the fence. I don't know if I should go to Cal Poly Pomona. I don't know if I should go to Laverne. And he was, he was like straight up. He was like, are you paying for your school? I was like, no, I'm a military veteran. I'm not paying for this. He was like, go to Laverne. <laughs> he was like, he was like it's, a, it's a good school. And, uh, you know, it's like a smaller school. So I went on a campus tour of Laverne, myself and another Marine Corps veteran. And I fell in love with the campus, ended up uh, applying there, doing theater there. Uh, what, what brought you to the University of Laverne? Was it, was that plan as well? Would you think it was circumstantial? Yeah. So, um, funny. So look, okay. So if I had to like rank the colleges that I wanted to go, let's, let's just say that Laverne was definitely a backup college. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> was not my first choice. Oh, same, um, same. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my top choice was Pepperdine University. Um, got you. Beautiful school. I got in. I got in, but my, um, my wallet could not. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. You, you hear that? You feel that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I really, I really wanted to go there. Like it was beautiful. Like the program for their communication slash PR is like top notch. Like they have all of the connections and all of the things. Um, oh, wow. But unfortunately, I was just one Asian out of many. Um, Mm. Or, or I, I would like to say there could be a bajillion like reasons I didn't get as much money as I thought I would, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I didn't get that much um, financial aid help, and so I also got accepted to Laverne. I also went on a tour to Laverne, um, and what really sold me was the program because I talked to George Keeler, um, nice. our buddy George, um, <laughs> and he kind of he kind of sold me on the on the communications department and all of the great things that they do and all of the connections that their their faculty. Um, nice. had and and all of the experiential stuff that you get to do as opposed to just like learning everything in a classroom you also have like all these projects all of these things that you can own like ha- having that internship class was also great like all of the things that um, they said in their communications program that they had like it was legit like it actually happened and, and right like to, right and you know it because you went through the classes and after going yeah. through all of the classes too, I would like to say like I graduated from Laverne, a very well-rounded like communications person. And, is, oh, and, nice. and I was like, okay. Yeah. This like I was like, okay. It was like worth it, you know. And plus I also got a lot of money from um the university. So I was like, thanks. <laughs> it, that <laughs> institutional about, we're about to be getting paid. We're about to get paid for the podcast. <laughs> Not always talking about Had... Laverne. <laughs> oh, we're we're always putting on. Yeah, they should break us off something. But uh yeah, I I feel you though. That the, the business program there was very hands-on. We had what's called the integrated business programs where I met Joe, the homie Joe over Age Narrative, mm-hmm. the boy. Um, that's where I met Joe. And it was very hands-on. We had to actually go out and, and sell some shit. <laughs> it was like, you know, we had to work with local businesses. You had to create a business plan. It was just very hands-on over there. But um, okay, okay, nice. So, so yeah, so we, we all met. Met at Laverne. Did tres so actos. It was a Wait, hold on. Yes. So how did you how did you end up doing a, a play? Was that part of the program or do you just like theater? Excellent question. That was great. Um, so actually, I decided because you know how everyone has like GEs and stuff and you just had to like pick pick yes. one and move on. Right. And I was like, I'm going to do theater because in high school, my mom didn't let me do theater. And in middle school, my mom didn't let me do theater. And so since college is my thing, I'm going to do theater. I took a theater class um, and I think it was it was taught by our lovely director Alma Martinez wait did she teach that class I can't remember I cannot remember who taught that that theater class I feel like she did (laughs) you had had Alma there you had um, what was his name God rest his soul passed away he had glasses Um, I think his name might have been Stephen um, but he passed away (gasps) Um, the guy in charge of the program, Stephen. I I, 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 I think think his name is Stephen. He did pass away. Um, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he was yeah. the one that taught our class. You and I had the same theater class, John. I don't. 
Because yeah. he taught it. Yeah, he taught it. he taught it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just kidding. Jen, it was Jen, not Alma. <laughs> Jen Ning was in that class as well. Yeah, and jo- so was Josh Pedroso. Josh, yeah, the boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Josh. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, he gave me yeah. a B in that class. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, slide me that yeah, ace. Yeah, that's John Carter. That's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that, that's so interesting because that's I was like, do you have any idea of the commitment that you were getting yourself into the what you were doing when you signed up to be in this theater production? It's like it's a, it's an investment of time. It is. It was crazy. Like I obviously like we all know and we all appreciate like all of your high school productions, middle school productions, you, you know that you have to put in the hours and you have to put in the work. But yes. I never like realized how much like workshopping that took too. It's not just um, learning your lines and like learning how to emote the lines It's also learning the history behind the piece and like um, yes. really looking into the culture and like how it relates to you personally, even if it has nothing to do with your own culture, you know, like everyone finds um, connections right. to the piece. And that that's what makes your performance a lot more genuine because it comes from you and not just from like your head, like your brain. It comes from like who you are, which I think like made Tres Actos very special to a lot of us because yes. Alma really took the time to um, not just develop our like acting skills, you know, but to develop really thinking about what it was to be in that position at that moment in time of like history and like really like oh these are this is what these people went through like it wasn't just a thing for entertainment it was also a form of activism for for them to speak um in in a different way where they normally wouldn't be hurt because of who they are and what the color of their skin is so that was very important to me and and I learned a lot like even though I thought it was just going to be like a fun little like show piece or I get to put on my resume and tell people like oh yeah I was in a play and you'd never think that like who you are like you were never in a play and then and then like my family came friends came and they're like hey you're actually good and I was like thanks and then that was it that was like (laughs) the one and only production I've ever been in ever just because I got busy with like school and everything else so I'm very very thankful that I met you guys and that we had that experience together and then so fun (laughs) the rest is history speaking about about school so as we know the audience might not but as we know you went on to do some PR um, after college was that affected by uh, the play at all? Or, were you, or did you just want to go into the entertainment thing? Was that always just like a, a, a dream? Right, right. That's a really good question. Um, I actually, it was not affected by the play. Um, I, I, I actually have always wanted to work in entertainment ever since, um, ever since high school, I, I guess you could say. Because in high school, like, I was very big on, like, I was in speech and debate, and that's also kind of to answer, like, the previous question. That's also where, like, my my interest slash, like, love for acting came from was because in speech and debate, you could also, like, do some acting pieces, and then I just decided to transition that over to theater. But nice. entertainment has always been an industry that I was interested in. Um, I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about the behind the scenes. I literally only knew, like, from watching like movies and like videos and stuff like oh my gosh that looks so cool it'd be nice to be like a marvel actor like a disney actor or something like i was just like wowed by like what they show you and yeah. then when i was researching majors for for college um and i learned that public relations slash like production slash marketing like all of that was part of like the behind the scenes of the entertainment industry and i was like okay 
Um, I want to work in entertainment. And I think that the best general major that I could pick that will land me anywhere is like communications. And so that's why like I went into the communications program and then smart. I wanted to work for Disney or like I wanted to work for Universal. Like this is this, all of these big names. And like Laverne pulled me in with their like, oh, we have internships at Disney. We have internships at Universal, yada, 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 yada. So like entertainment nice. has always had like a special place in my heart. And I literally have always been a fangirl, like ever since I was little, like, <laughs> like all, all of the fandoms, like Marvel, Disney, like DC, like oh, Power Rangers was my jam. I would watch it every single season when it came out on TV. Like that's what we got everything. right here. We have Jason right here. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All the, all the ninja, what was it? Ninja store or whichever one the ninja oh, one was. My favorite ninja was store? STD. I feel like nobody like. I feel like everyone sleeps on SPD, but that was my jam. Oh, is that Space so Patrol good. Delta? Oh, is that the one uh, on the when they're on the? Are they like when the they're pop? like, yeah, they were like policemen. I was like, yeah, man, was why nice. is this so good? Yeah, and yeah, Mystic Force. <laughs> I love Mystic Force. Oh, Mystic but, Force. Oh yeah, yeah. That was so, a time. <laughs> with with that being said, we went on to do PR. Any uh, highlights that you you want to talk about? Any any cool. Any, any cool yes stuff? yes we've seen Always. some things we've seen some things <laughs> but we now we gotta hear oh, now you gotta hear some things okay um uh, let's start with i only have like really truly like two like big 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 um movie star moments for me um so the first one was my first ever red carpet that i've ever worked before and it's like maybe one month into my new job as like a PR assistant at RNCPMK. And they're like, okay, nice. let's bring you to your, um, to, to this uh, red carpet premiere. And I was like, oh my God, it's my first red carpet. Oh my God. And I was like freaking out. And, and, and I had like, I kind of like learned the ropes of like what you, you do um, because PR is mainly uh, for the people who, who don't know what PR is. Um, PR is basically in a, in a nutshell, right? Like you are in charge of the, um, the relationships between like your client. So in this case, like our clients were all movies. Um, and, and our job was to secure press stories on behalf of the film. So let's oh. say we have, we have like a sci-fi slash hero action movie, right? And and um, our agency or our team, whoever's working on that, like our job is to target journalists at, at outlets, like major outlets, like Sci-Fi Wire, IGN, um, all of those nice. like famous, like comic booky sites. And we, we find a contact if we, if we, like we have a list of like people that we normally contact, but if they're not on there, then we just like cold pitch them um send them an email and be like hey we have like this person available for interview or like hey do you want to like debut this exclusive clip or hey do you want to do this so it's all like relational nice. and um that sounds so stressful and and <laughs> <laughs> i mean what job isn't stressful you know like there's this like good stress and there's like that. but it's like it's part of it and so our job yeah. as pr people is really to secure as many stories as we can but not just like as many stories, it also has to be like impactful. So like there's no mm. point in getting a hundred stories, but they're all from like B-list outlets um, versus like maybe five stories from like really top tier outlets. It's just, it's all about visibility yeah. for your film. And the more visible your film is obviously like your goal is to make people watch that film. So the more people know about that film, the more they're going to watch it. Um, so 
sorry. Like I just went on like a si- no, side. No, no, no. This is no, no. We want. We want to. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I want to hear all of it. Because I mean, I'm not. I'm no PR guru, so I really don't know I'm, I'm much learning, about. I'm learning so much right now. Yeah, so, straight so up. Like, yeah. Uh, so like Monday night football. Like I know that that's like a big spot, right? It's like you'd be like in charge of like, oh, this movie is premiering a clip on Monday night football. That's like a PR person trying that has to secure that. Yeah, yeah. So well, because because our agency deals with like smaller films, so we don't really get to play with that big of a budget to like have a spot in. <laughs> um in like certain programs and stuff so since I work on mainly like indie it's really purely like digital online it's very um the only time we deal with broadcasts is when we secure um a tv appearance like a guest appearance like a short like five minute like hey like my movie is going to be on on theaters this Friday come watch it type thing so yeah like I've definitely gone to a couple of studios where we had um talent promote their their films and that's about it for for my experience at least I'm sure like tons of other PR professionals actually do get to like have have their spot on there but that's um that that's as far as like my experience went now back to like my first red carpet because this was iconic um so I'm, I'm in, as people know, I'm in like a ton of fandoms. And this movie that I was um, working on, help, I helped the carpet for, was, uh, it's, it was a rom-com. First of all, I love rom-coms. So I was very thankful that my first red carpet was a rom-com that I enjoyed. Nice. And the stars were Alexandra Daddario from back when I knew her from the Percy Jackson and the Olympian movies. Oh, wow. I oh, love wow. those yeah. books can't say the same about the movies because they weren't that great but <laughs> like, I, like I liked her so like I recognized her and I was like oh my gosh you're you're that you're Annabeth and then the her love interest was um what's his name Tyler Hoechlin from Teen Wolf so oh is that Superman the, the new uh, it's the- and also Superman yeah uh, so I was like oh my god wow. die I'm like bow down and then they also had like their friends because they could invite their friends to the carpet and they did invite their friends so like one of alexandra's co-stars from percy jackson also came jake abel and um one of tyler hochland's co-stars from teen wolf Senko walls also came so i was literally just like like on the carpet like trying to do my job but also like oh my god like freaking mm-hmm. out on the inside um and it was like oh, a great a experience i know I was um, very overwhelmed. It was my first carpet and I was like really trying to keep my, my cool. And I think, I think I did. I didn't like weird anybody out. Like I made sure to do my job. I made sure to walk right. these people through the carpet and I was like on it, on it, on it. And then they stand grilling <laughs> on the inside while, while everyone was oh doing my their God. thing. Yeah. And like the, the most memorable thing from that carpet was when um, Tyler Hoechlin asked for gum. I had gum. Or rather, my boss asked me to go buy gum from across the street. So I bought a pack of gum from across the street. And then she was like, do you want to give it to him? And I was like, oh, my God, can I? (laughs) (laughs) And then I walked up and I was like, here you go. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you're so sweet. You didn't have, thank you so much. And I was like, no problem. Nice. Really went across the street and retrieved gum for this man. Wow. That is is some. We'll do anything for this man. Hollywood, uh, that's some classic Hollywood movie. Classic Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Run across the street, buy some gum. That's, that's great. Yeah, literally, so, like, the, if if you could put, what is a Hollywood, like, 
assistant do and that would be it that would literally mm-hmm. like I lived that experience during my first month of um of working there it was all in good fun though it was great it was a great night for me I was like yep I've reached, <laughs> I've reached <laughs> peak Hollywood and it's only been that's one nice. month of working there that's but a that good was college that's a good yeah experience it was I had one more one more story that I think you guys oh, will yes. enjoy and like the fans will enjoy. Um, yes, so please. I did work on a film, as Gerardo mentioned earlier. I worked on a film with Robbie and Stephen Amell called Code Eight, and um, it was this great little like sci-fi, like District Thirteen vibe, like futuristic um, type thing where everyone nice. like there were like normal people and then there were like powered people and they had different classes so it was kind of like like avatar vibes where everyone had like their own element that that was their superpower and the only difference is that yeah the only difference is that these people who were powered people they were hunted down um and like the government didn't like them and then there's like a dark side of it where people are harvesting their powers for basically drugs or something like that like something like they were harvesting powered people for like drugs and it's it's very intricate it was like very i was like this is a really good concept and and I'm very like proud of them because they crowdfunded the entire thing um so the amels mm -hmm, the amels put in were producers so of course like they put in what they could put in and then um to produce the film as a whole like they crowdfund they crowdfunded their way through because it it started out as a short film um by by the director I forgot his name. I'm so sorry, but but it was first a short film, and then they were getting requests to make it into a feature length film, and so they did, and they crowdfunded everything, and then it eventually made our way to um, to be distributed by one of our clients, and that's how I was able to work on it. Um, so I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I was like freaking out too because I was like, oh, it's the Arrow. Yeah. Um, I think it's Jeff Chan is the director, I believe. There you go, Jeff Chan. Oh, I'm so sorry, Jeff. He was so nice too, um, <laughs> when I met him. Um, but yeah, he actually, he, yeah, he, he helped me get a picture with the ML. So I literally like owe everything to, to Jeff Chan. Thank you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, and so my boss um, told me like, hey, we have a press day tomorrow. Do you want to come? And I was like, yes. And so what a press day basically is that um, that day we jumped from many different studios. We went to Collider ET online. We went to, um, where else did we go to KTLA? We went to like all of basically like the, the big shows, right. And the big, like comic book geeky type shows. And it was all <laughs> nice. brought, it was all broadcast like in-person pieces. So we would drive from like studio to studio and like the, the ML, the MLs would like be on the air for like 10 to 15 minutes each. And so I got to escort them to all of these studios and like watch their um, oh interviews mm-hmm, from behind the scenes. So like I, I went to a studio, they had like cameras and stuff and they had like a prompter and like the, the interviewer was right next to them and everything's like looking super professional. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this what really happens? Like behind the scenes? <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is huge. And I definitely I- like, Instagram my entire day and I became famous <laughs> for like a hot second because <laughs> because of like all of this and so that was probably like single-handedly one of the best um experiences like PR experiences because my boss let me do that like she trusted me to to be with these people the entire day and to to make sure that their interviews get placed and right like, I'm them. like 
Yeah, I helped them film a really little like, social media thing. It was great. Oh my gosh, you're like driving around with them. You're you're like I'm sure having moments with them. That's that's amazing. That's so dope. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I and I kind of got to like talk to them a little bit too, but it was like a little awkward because like me personally, like before I got this job, I was very like still kind of shy type thing. Like I am friendly. <laughs> um once you get to know me but like if you put me in a room with somebody that I don't know I will probably lean towards like ignoring them until <laughs> until <laughs> I can and then instead of like being the first one to say like hi my name is Juan like I really sure. wasn't like that so I, I was like you. oh my gosh this is the only time you will ever talk to them like ever in your life you have to say something like now and so I was like hey how are you doing this is and this and I was like wow <laughs> like I'm besties with the amount. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I've made I'm it. Not, but it was a that's good. It up. was a good five minutes of fame. Yeah. That's awesome. Bro. So, so switching gears from DC to uh, Marvel with the entertainment updates. Yeah. Yeah. The description. We yes. are now going to talk about the Spider-Man. Far from home. Is it far from No Way Home? No right. Way Home. We, no we Way got, Home. We I got No Way names, Home trailer. We got the Eternals trailer. We got the No Way Home trailer. Um, so, yes, let's let's talk about them. So, the No Way Home trailer. We got a... Uh, it, it seems we got uh, a Willem Dafoe back. We definitely got a, a Dr. Defoe, Alfred, yeah. Alfred Molina back. Yeah, um, yeah. We got a Benedict Cumberbatch as a uh, doctor strange maybe the boy uh we had- yeah <laughs> what well, we're hearing theories i'm Everybody hearing theories. theories you know <laughs> just, just try to just not theorize and just watch the movies now because sometimes i like, know thinking too much about it you know <laughs> people are like i heard that's not actually him <laughs> it's, it's, it's not actually Doctor Strange it's someone else I'm like oh gosh okay I, okay it's, whatever sure it's, it's funny because it's, it's gone past the point of fandoms now where it's just like you know everybody loves Spider-Man so it's, it's like you don't have to be like a super crazy like fandom MCU fans and like be like speculating and theorizing you know like and I think that's what they did with that which is it's so crazy because yeah. we got Alfred Molina back as Doctor Octopus and we all know that's an iconic movie uh, I just yeah. wanted to ask you guys real quick. What what are your what's 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 your favorite Spider-Man movie out of all of them? Oh gosh, I mean, just going off of what you said, my favorite has always been Spider-Man Two with Alfred mm-hmm. Molina. It's it, it's it's such a vulnerable Peter Parker, such a relatable Peter Parker. He's just he's like a grad school student who's just yeah, bumming it. Works at a pizza classic. spot. Yeah. you know what I mean. That that's classic Peter Parker, and I I still yeah. think that we haven't seen that as much in the MCU. Tom Holland's Spider-Man is kind of more like Tony Stark. Like just ultimate. He's like ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, he's like ultimate Spider-Man, bro. But like Toby Spider-Man was like classic Peter Parker. So Spider-Man 2, that is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Doc Ock, he's just such a great villain. I love that he's back. That's my favorite. John coming in with a strong opinion. Mulan. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Does does, does yours involve a... uh, a Thomas Holland? <laughs> you know I have it. a feeling it does. <laughs> he is literally the love of my life. If Zendaya didn't exist, I would marry him. But but they belong together, so it's totally fine. Um, I love um, Far From Home. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. I also like Spider-Man 2. Like, if I had to choose, like, a Toby film, it would be Spider-Man 2. But um, I like uh, Tom Holland's No Way Home. Just because, like, 
it shows a lot of how he dealt with grief. And we all know, like Peter Parker's had a ton of losses in his life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just yes. seeing like a vulnerable part of like, of Peter being like, oh my gosh, like my mentor's gone, like my uncle's gone, literally it's just me against yeah. the world. And then like, you see like at the end of like Far From Home, like now he has the, literally the entire world is against this 16 year old. And you're just like, how in the heck is he going to, get past that how how is he going to deal with that now that his secret is out and it's no longer you know like it's all public and like I mean like all any press is like good press but in this case if you're trying to save the world like that is something you do not want to have to deal with at all so it's just like a PR nightmare for Peter Parker and so I cannot (laughs) wait I cannot wait to see how he deals with it (laughs) PR scenes some 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 crazy PR scenes in the new movie yeah so, far from home exciting. i love i love it i love that's your favorite yeah i mean the ending of that yeah. is just it's huge yeah so we got two, we got two spider-man twos <laughs> two the the two different spider-man twos two different got, spider-man twos not got, not the andrew garfield spider-man two i like i like that one that one's a good rom-coms i think amazing spider-man two is a really good rom-com it, it is and a rom-com i really enjoy the relationship i think that's the best um uh, chemistry that like uh, that uh, Spider-Man and the love interest have had. But that's not my favorite. I'm just defending Amazing Spider-Man 2 real quick. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel you. I cried when Gwen Stacy died in that. I cried. Yeah. That was a tough moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, alert, spoiler alert for like a seven-year-old movie. Is seven now? <laughs> the old movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I gotta go with, gotta go with uh, Spider-Man 1. That's, that's my favorite one. I would Let's like go. Nice. I, I think that's the, the the Green Goblin. That's just my favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, in classic. You had a, he just knew how to do that. And then that's the class. You know, we get, you know, we're tired of Spider-Man's origin story, but that was the first time we saw it. I think that's the first movie I was ever like excited for. I was like, mm-hmm. like four or five, and I was like, oh, man, yes, this movie to come out. And I, I never felt that before. I, I was literally, I couldn't wait for Spider-Man to come out. Uh, yes, and I, I'd have to caveat off of that. My father took us out of school. We were crazy excited. He was like, you guys are going to go to school. I'm going to pick you up. We're going to go watch Spider-Man. He's like, this is huge. So my, my dad got us into doing things. He did the same thing for episode one, Phantom Menace. He's like, you guys go to school. We're going to be there and pick you up. So we go there dressed <laughs> in like so Spider-Man cool. stuff. And then he pick us so up. Cool. We, we'd hop on the bus and we watched Spider-Man. And that weekend it went on to gross like 140 million. It, so it was just like we're part of that experience, you know, that you that know, for, yeah. It's, it's so funny because nowadays, you know, as soon as a movie's over, we talk about it with friends or we make a podcast or we, you know, we the, everything. But that was the first instance I also had of like um going to school uh after everyone watched it and everyone just talking about the same movie. The same yeah. Movie. <laughs> My friend Clarence. He was my best friend in kindergarten. And he was talking about, oh, when Spider-Man did the slow motion backwards thing. And, the, you know, it was like, uh, <laughs> you know, everyone was just really hyped. And that was one of the earliest uh, times I've seen that, like, you know. So, yeah, I got to say Spider-Man 1. But some pretty pretty good choices here. Yeah, we got, good we, got choice. of, we got a little bit of Tom Holland. I defended Andrew. So, so. <laughs> But I have to say, I think the Spider-Man movie, I think Spider-Man, I think that is what set the standard for modern day comic book movies, like the expectations. Mm-hmm. Like that was the that was the first really, really because X-Men came out before Blade came out before. But like Spider-Man was just a Spider-Man. different caliber. It, it, it 
was unafraid to be a comic book. You know, it was they got mm-hmm. Sam Raimi. Yes, who's just the master of camp. You know, I really Evil Dead is one of my like. It, it's like probably my favorite horror movie. I've seen it so many times. I was like obsessed with Evil Dead in high school. So like, <laughs> Sam Raimi is like he's just so he's also directing the new Doctor Strange. By the way, uh, <laughs> he's the king of so. camp. He's just because when he does something cheesy, it's 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 you know a lot of people like to complain that his movies are cheesy, but. Mm-hmm. It, for him it's 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 camp it's not cheesy it's cheesy on purpose it's cheesy done in a very crafted specific way it's absolutely not- and it's charming man it's like those spider-man movies that they're, they're very charming and i just yeah i'd say those spider-man movies are significant to the modern day comic book movies like those spider-man movies changed the fucking game and since then it's like that's been the standard for really really big comic book movies but a yeah, great yeah. question man good good spider-man recommendations <laughs> You know, it's it's uh, we're back from a hiatus, so we got to have the mega-sized episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode but, uh, is gonna have a little length. You know, not. I mean, at this point, everyone's seen the trailer. Not much to say about it. So, uh, what about the the Eternals? Did you guys watch the Eternals trailer? Yes, yes. Watch the Eternals trailer. We got the boys from Game of Thrones coming back, looking like Superman, right. and and. One looks like Superman. One looks like uh, Jon Snow. Snow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, what I love about the Eternals trailer is that they have Kit Harrington's character straight up ask, how come you guys didn't help fight Thanos? Because, I mean, you know, there's this lingering question for a lot of us. These powerful beings um, who told them, which we find out, we, you know, it's hinting more towards Celestials. You know, Celestials are the ones who give the Eternals their power, whatever. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I like that because we've been asking that. It's like, you know, when Thanos happened, where were you guys at all these moments? And in the trailer, they kind of answered that question. So, um, yeah. I love Chloe ex- Zhao, so. <laughs> I'll trust you said Chloe, what? I'll trust Chloe Zhao with anything after watching No Mad Line. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was a good movie. That Wonderful movie. movie. no right to be that good, No Mad Line. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, whatever. Like the concept, you know, like, like this concept whatever and then so simple (laughs) yeah and they got and now she has a big ass marvel budget i'm like go ahead chloe i want to see what do you think milan do you like uh you familiar with the eternals or is this joke yeah this yeah i actually have never heard of the eternals until i heard about like oh they're making a movie about the eternals and the MCU and I was like oh my gosh and then I saw all the casting announcements and I was like oh my gosh this film is gonna be huge <laughs> stacked like, cast. so many yeah and I was like how are they even gonna keep up with like all of this and so as I when I watched the trailer I was like this is definitely like an turn that Marvel is is going to because I am sure I'm like 99.9% sure a lot of the people unless you're a huge comic book like fan have never heard of the Eternals before either. And so this just gives Marvel like a lot of, a lot of like room to kind of just set the story and kind of make sure like it's kind of like connected and into like this whole universe that they're building and it's just expanding like all throughout. And like John mentioned earlier, like I really did like the fact that they mentioned like, where are you guys during this entire like crisis was happening, you know, like you have like 10 superpowered beings living on earth and they didn't do a single thing when Thanos snapped his fingers. So mm-hmm. I think it's um it's a good it's a good like way to like just expand that universe into something beyond just the heroes that everybody knows. This is introducing like more characters, Phase Four, and all of these things. And I'm I'm really excited. Like I I am gonna miss you know our, our classic 
our classic Avengers, yeah. but their time yeah. has passed. Yeah, well, so, yeah. I hope I hope they keep the movies interesting, you know, because after the Infinity Saga, it's like really hard to like, uh, like get it that is. level of commitment. Like you know, at this point, it's like it's not going to be the same. But I, you know, I, I hope that uh, with the, these next few movies, they just they kick it into. It looks like they're kicking it into high gear, you know. Oh yeah, it yeah, feels like it absolutely. feels like they're really they're they're revving up. They're right. at the starting line, and they're getting ready for another Marvel phase. So yeah. that's. That's the future of Marvel. So yes. the present Marvel. The now present. We're headed, we're headed right into the review section. Time the movie time. review, <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That is why we're here. Gerardo, go ahead, my brother. So Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. It's, uh, does anyone know the director of this movie? Who's the director? I don't think the director has directed any, any, you know, um, I guess notable, notable, you know, it's probably an indie director. I like that. I like it when they give chances to small directors, but um, we got Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I actually learned about, I actually learned about that pronunciation like a week before the movie came out. Like when Simu uh, Liu posted the, uh, he posted a video like telling you how to pronounce it. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, ah, Sean Chi. Okay. And it's cool that he did because we want to pronounce it correctly. So it's like, thank you very much for doing that. Otherwise, That's... You know, we, a lot of people wouldn't know. It's a, it's a, hey, no, it's we a would not know. We straight up wouldn't. It's, it's funny. I was on live with Joe before this, and he was like, you better be saying Sean Chi on there. <laughs> he was like, That's how you pronounce it. I'm like, I got you. But Destin Daniel Cretton, that's the director for, for Sean cool. Chi. So, movie opens. We get some, uh, we get some cool, uh, you know, I don't want to call him the Mandarin, but for all intents and purposes, he, uh, spoilers, by the way, people, uh, he is the Mandarin um, yes. from the comics. He's just not going to be uh, referred to as that. Um, we get introduced to him when he's uh, yes. way, way, way back in the day, way back in the day. Way um, back. He finds the rings, who are, which, which are really comp bracelets cool probably some dragon rings um we're introduced to those he gets those gets immortality goes into a secret forest meets a woman uh who is uh, also magical they have a baby mm-hmm. future the baby Shang-Chi. <laughs> wow and and the, and the actor the pops the mandarin is yeah, uh the boy to- uh, uh, tony what Tony, uh, man, he was so, so good. So good. I mean, he's a very prominent uh, Chinese actor. And um, yeah, I've, I've read articles about how his acting kind of outshined the lead. But I'm like, so uh, <laughs> he, he was fucking phenomenal. He, he, he did body it. But yeah. So, you know, uh, just quick, quick little synopsis. We'll get into it. Um, you know, Shang-Chi finds out um, his dad's after him. He has a sister, so he's probably going to be after the sister. They got some little amulet things. Dad says he wants to rescue mom from um, some type of evil mountain. Yes. Uh, we go to the place where the evil mountain is. Those people are defending the mountain are good. The mountain is evil. Uh, yeah, the beast you know? behind the mountain. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the setup. 
Uh, I did want to talk about a few key moments, you know, a few things about the movie that I think we could touch on. Um, so just the, the, uh, the, the general look of the movie, I think it was pretty cool, especially later on when we get into that um, mystical, mystical land. It looked really nice. And I heard that a lot of the stuff is actually like traditionally Chinese and like the animals that they show is all from uh, Chinese mythology and stuff. So, um, yeah, oh, that's what cool. Of, like, what do you guys think of the, just the aesthetic of the movie? Do you guys, I, I thought it was, I thought it was uh, nice. And, I thought it was fresh and nice. Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy the aesthetic. I thought it was easy on the eye. <laughs> I thought it was pleasing to the eye. Um, but I did enjoy the places they took us. I enjoyed the cities that they took us. I think it was clear. It was like, man, that's San Francisco. You can tell it's San Francisco um, <clears throat> when they were doing, you know, that scene outside the, you know, after they got in that fight with the, the sisters fighting ring and they're doing the building scene, you know, they're just every yeah. set and every setting just looked really well done. And it looked um, everything looked different, you know, from there to it was Taolo. I think Taolo is the, the mystical place. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You know, Marvel does a great job of just like introducing us to so many worlds just here on Earth, and it's yeah, like, it, damn, it felt, yeah. it felt distinctly uh, Chinese. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, from start to cool. finish, this movie did. It like opened with you know the language and all that. That's what I loved about so, it. I heard, I heard that the movie does touch on uh, that. It's it's really you know the same way Black Panther was, you know, it was kind of had some inside jokes for African-Americans. I heard that this that has a lot of inside jokes just for Asian-Americans in general, which is cool. Uh, I think that that's pretty cool that, that they didn't, it's not really, a, it's, it's not, it, it is Chinese representation, but it's like Chinese-American representation, which I think mm -hmm. is good for, uh, you know, I have a lot of Chinese-American friends, you know, so it's, it's cool. Absolutely. And, uh, everyone's getting representation. I think it's cool. Um, any, yes. Um, so, who's your guys' favorite character? Oh, Mulan. You, you, you go ahead. Hmm. I'm stuck between. Well, probably because I'm biased, but I'm stuck between like Katie and the sister, just because there's like they're. I'd like to. Hmm, I don't. Hmm. I'd like to say they're kind of like two different sides of the same coin, um, so to speak. Like like how Asian females are basically portrayed in, mm -hmm. in film and kind mm -hmm. of how they are in, in real life. So let's just, um, first of all, Katie, freaking love Aquafina. She's so funny. I literally was dying every single time she opened her mouth. It was wonderful and it was great. And her situation is she's a Chinese American, um, like peak Chinese American, like grew up there, like, they still right. have like the grandma living with them and and she's like i'm sorry to be a disappointment to you mom and dad that i ended up just being a valet person after going to berkeley you know berkeley grad and yeah <laughs> berkeley grad like she's smart we all know it um but she's like not living up to her potential because i don't know why like maybe she hasn't found her calling yet you know is a little lost and there was this line in the film where they said like um how how can you shoot your target if you don't even have one and and that one kind of yeah. like hit <laughs> because yeah. I feel like a lot of and not just like you know Chinese American not even just Asian American but there are a lot of people out there who who are still kind of like in their in between in their life they're like I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what I want to do you know and that's kind of that line is kind of like motivational like well if you don't like start trying something then how are you gonna 
move on or how are you going to know if that works for you if you don't try and so um and that's very kind of contradictory to like the Asian experience because like a lot of it a lot of immigrants like come here like for a purpose right to have a better life for their children and then when their children are here and they're living their lives it's kind of just like you kind of have a set path like for Filipinos got to be a nurse you know make that money got to be a Filipino nurse um (laughs) wife is a nurse yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly yeah and for some people it works you know but for for some people like me like I was like I, I do not like blood I do not like on any of that and and i'm so sorry mom to disappoint but i can't do it you know and and some of their families like families can't are supportive you know if you don't end up being what they want you to be and then other families have like more pressure and so which is a nice segue to to the sister i'm so sorry i keep forgetting her name <laughs> but to uh, the sister it's she something yeah i'm so sorry marvel but um segue into the sister i don't want to say she was really good she was she was phenomenal she's really good i think it was xixao i don't know how to pronounce that so we're just gonna leave it leave her as the sister right so on on the opposite of katie even though like katie's family is like supportive and even though they want her to you know be something they're gonna let her do her thing and figure it out Mm -hmm. but for for the sister her path was kind of destined once um Shang-Chi left she kind of had to deal with their dad and and like how she lives like that life and like as they can tell it's very like filial um filial piety and that entire like family structure like only the men can fight only the men can do this and her being overshadowed by her brother like obviously is like like what am I gonna do I'm not just gonna sit around and do nothing I have to do something and so she trains herself um, yeah. to become like the leader that she is now and um i'd like she to think that like it. a lot yeah. of yeah yeah I, i'd like to think that a lot of honestly, <laughs> honestly she could do whatever she wanted to she could do whatever she wanted to do and i'd like to think that a lot of like asian women are like that especially in when their family structures are very heavily patriarchal like mm-hmm. they give themselves things to do they become the doers and even though they might not be the forefront of like the family or whatever like they're working behind the scenes like actually like moving the family to this this, and this and i think that happens a lot in in family structures like those and so she kind of the sister kind of had like a predestined like destiny type thing everything is like straight 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 like this is what you're supposed to be this is what you're not supposed to be and she kind of broke out of that family thing and like did her own thing created her own empire and became like Mm -hmm. very very successful so like those two are like my favorite characters just because of like the potential and the very different scenarios that like was portrayed through their life like in the movie nice nice and it's like yeah her character it's like shang chi bounced he just left his sis and it's like oh my god poor girl that boy was out of there never looked back and it's like okay she's just she's there now it's like yeah i feel so bad for her character (laughs) yeah it was good 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 yeah some good drama in this movie yeah but i mean that's that's essentially bro that's what this movie is this movie is really just and i've been i've been reading so many articles but i think this movie is is just a a family drama with the you know the the father and son you know the sister is there yeah yeah it's like it's really (laughs) yeah it's, it's like a classic father son um you know i'm not gonna walk the same path as my father type of deal and um 
yeah, it was it was dope. I do want to talk to you guys about a specific scene, but Gerardo, I'll let you because I'm curious about the fighting scene with Abomination. I'm curious, like why why was Wong yeah. there? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, I'll, we'll do a quick segue. We'll okay. A, we'll, we'll, diversion. We're gonna get off on this exit real quick, and we'll, we'll hop back on the freeway. <laughs> so, uh, as we see, it's a portal that goes back to a prison. At, so Abomination versus Wong. Wong knocks out Abomination. They're kind of homies, kind of. Yes, uh, right. They go through a portal, and uh, it looks to be uh, some type of, you know, I, I, it looks like a locker room, parole officer, kind of like. And I think Abomination is at the at the raft, because uh, as we've been seeing in Black Widow and uh, a lot in um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, they that's where all the supervillains are going. Um, right. And, uh, you know, from Seinfeld, what's, what's her name? Dreyfus. Julia? Julia? Oh, Julia uh, Rayfus, um <laughs> Elaine. Elaine from we're, Seinfeld. We're very bad with names. Elaine. She's getting together a team. She's uh, Madam Hydra in the comics. She still has time to be Madam Hydra. Uh, it looks like they're kind of getting... Uh, a Dark Avengers team or a Thunderbolts type team together, it would make sense with uh, John Walker and Abomination. You know, that's like Hulk. Yeah. Okay. That part threw me. I'm like, okay, they were just fighting. Why is Wong fighting the Abomination? Number one. Um, and then why are they? <laughs> yeah. Why are they homies afterwards? Cooler. Oh, it looks way cool. I mean, that, that's true to the look. The little fins on the outside, yeah, the little ears. Cool. That's that's the Abomination look straight from the comic book. That was a cool scene, but I think that I, I really think they're really, really trying to hype up like a Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts thing. Um, oh, like the Marvel Suicide Squad, if you will. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, you know, it'd be cool if they they, they need a, they, you know, not everything has to be dark, but they they should probably have a few darker properties. So, you know, they could, cool. they could, they have they have a lot of a lot of lightheartedness in the MCU in general. So it's like, yeah. So back to favorite characters for Sean Chi. I gotta say, I like, uh, I like, I think Dad was 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 very good. Like, Easily, um, easily. It would have been, you know, it would have been very. If he wasn't such a good actor, I think it would have been very easy to just be like, whatever about him, he's a villain, whatever. But he was just, you, you feel, uh, you feel so bad for him, <laughs> you know. I was like, man, this guy, this poor guy. It's like Brody, gotta let it go. <laughs> and his and his kids just the you know he, he got his kids together to help him with it, and they're just like, bro, you're crazy. And it's you are it's nuts. Character, you know. Um, it is because he's relentless. Yeah. Because you know it used to be you know the Mandarin in the comic books you know uh, early on was very racist stereotype you know just like the yellow skin and the, the Fu Manchu mustache it looked it was very very God just a caricature right. So I think it was really cool uh, that they didn't just make him like a generic uh, villain in this. Like at the beginning, you know, he has long hair and then they cut his hair. He's just, he's a slick uh, businessman type, you know? Yeah, they modernized the character. Yeah, because I mean, you're right, yeah. bro, in the comic books. And I think that rings in the comic books are actual rings that go on fingers. I don't think they're bracelets yeah. like that. Yeah, um, I would have liked the, I would have, that, that's one of my criticisms of the movie is the rings. I wish it was a little less energy blast coming from a, circles coming from the arm yeah yeah there's a little more to it. I, I did like that it changed colors when, when Chang chi got it but 
It's not that it'd be more like a mystic kind of magic type of, I, feel, I don't I know. Feel it'd be more magical. It felt yeah, really like more magic. magic. They were like... Because the whole movie yeah. felt so magic, like, you know. Oh, so uh, much magic. <laughs> so much magic. There's dragons. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, but the bracelets, for the most part, it's like he uses them to, like, jump far for shields yeah. and just for, for, I guess, just, like, fucking people up. I mean, just... <laughs> talking, yeah, talking about the dragons, uh, my other criticism would be the, uh, and, you know, it, it, a lot of the post-production happened during the pandemic. Some of the CGI looked a little spotty, and I didn't mind it like uh, until the very end. It's kind of started hurting my eyes. It was just a big CGI battle. I don't know if I'm getting old, but it was actually hurting my eyes. <laughs> the theater, May- like, maybe oh, a little what's bit. On? <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Like, it was a. I don't think I've had that happen with CGI like in a. In it, but um, and then I mean that entire final battle is all CGI, so it's like yeah, it was, most of it, it was not deal breaking. Most of the movies are great, but that's just a couple of nitpicks if I had to have them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, go off of yours as well. Though one of my favorite characters was the dad, um, never formally called the Mandarin, but you know it was the boy. Uh, I enjoyed, and I, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed Shang Chi. I enjoyed trying to. I'm so excited for him in the future. He's so charismatic. Like, I want to see. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great to see him, like, with with the team, you know? Yeah, man. And, you know, I read an article that was very critical of him because he's, um, I believe, the the lead is he's Canadian based, I believe. He's a Canadian actor. Um, And I read an article saying that in comparison to the boy Tony, his dad, that Shang Chi was not. Uh, charismatic enough or didn't have the timing. I was like, I think he was solid, man. You know, I think he, and I, and I think another amazing actor was in the movie. (laughs) Right. And I mean, and who did they go with? They were one of the best, you know, Tony's fucking great. He just, you can tell that's why we're speaking so much about his character. Uh, But yeah, yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed Shang-Chi enjoyed the dad. Um, And yeah, Katie was, Katie was hilarious herself, but yeah, some strong characters. Yeah, so um, action sequences. All right, we got yes. uh, we got some an action sequence on the bus, an action sequence on some scaffolding. We got uh, a couple of dragons fighting. Uh, so, what was your guys's favorite fights? Oh, okay. Favorite fights. I'll, I'll, let me see. I'll, I'll I'll kick it off. I really like the fight that he had with uh, what was it the. Death Master, or what was the the Death the Dealer? Was, yeah, the Death Dealer. The guy's just torturing him since his childhood. Oh my yeah. gosh, just hazing him. Yeah, um, amazing. That was an amazing fight. Uh, fight yeah, um, just and uh, as a character moment, it was. I, th- I think it was really strong too. We see Shang is about to just he wants to get his revenge, you know, uh, on uh, on the Death Dealer because he just tortured him since he was a child, but. Yeah, his dad stops him. Dope, dope knife, dope knife movements. Uh, We were going back and forth with uh, the age narrative about comparing that to Winter Soldier's knife movements in the second Captain America and Winter Soldier, but Death Dealer and Shang Chi's fight. It's just this entire movie was really martial arts inspired. So uh, my favorite, I mean, one of my favorites was the the bus scene. One of the first, actually, like really, just such an elaborate action sequence and then when you look at um you know the shine cheese instagram and you see the boy you know he's in this harness and he's like doing all these 
you know, he's going through some of these moves himself. He's, he's an athletic guy. It's, you know, a big reason why he was cast as, as Shang-Chi. It, it was just, it was so well done, you know, and that dude with the double, big, with the, the knife for thing. the arm was just trying to get him. And just the way that, you know, the, bro, the way he whoops their ass and they get back up and they whoops their ass again. It's like, that's, it's cool. It's like, it's realistic. You know, he didn't just one punch, knock him out. You know, he knocked him down. They got back up and then he knocks him down again. It was just the martial arts in this movie is significantly different than any other MCU movie. So that bus scene was my favorite action scene. Yeah, I'm, I'm with John on that one. Like, I absolutely, like, loved it. That's okay. I've watched, like, quite a few martial arts, like, movies in my entire lifetime. My dad is, like, one of the <laughs> biggest, like, classic Chinese martial art, like, fans. So, like, with all of those you know, like crouching tiger type thing where they're like flying in the air and like Straight kicking and, and all of that stuff. So like I grew up with like all of that, you know, like I've I've seen all of the things, like all the situations and definitely like the last battle of the movie is very like crouching tiger like ish. But I did like the bus scene a lot because it, it was like set in like civilian mode. Like we're, we just started the film, you know, like and everything right. still seems normal. And then bam like this, this like busting hits you in the face and then you realize like oh my gosh this guy is not normal like this is not something that would happen in normal life but like I love how they have it set like in civilization with and and the and the um the the people on the bus too they were like what the hell is that oh that dude who was and, like on the live he was <laughs> he started getting on yeah. the live that dude with the glasses that was so funny yeah he was so funny. And then I also like like the amount of care that they that um Shang-Chi did. They're like, okay, first priority, get the citizens like on this side of the bus and then like do some damage later. Like you could see that he really like his priority was to save the people. Um and yeah, like he destroyed like half of San Francisco doing it. But it was kind of like it kind of <laughs> gave off like a, a little like Spider-Man vibe, you know, like you know, people first and then like destroy the sky later. And and like I like John said, like the the amount of like time and effort that Simon Liu, Liu I hope I pronounced that right, that he put in into his character, like it was it was not it was great. Like he did, I feel like he did most of his stunts, and that was like amazing. Yeah, Simu, Simu the boy, yeah, he, yeah, he killed that shit. I love how the, I love the Spider Man comparison. It's right. It felt like very like neighborhood low key superhero kind mm-hmm. of. Type of deal, yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> so, um, you know, at the uh, post-credit scene, everything, you know, we kind of see the future of uh, the franchise. It looks like, you know, we got some Brie Larson talking to some uh, Shang Chi, and uh, who who else was there? Uh, was it? Oh, it was Bruce, Bruce Banner. Banner. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying the real life names. You know, at this point, it's just like. Some people are, are their characters. Some people are actors. You know, it's 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 awesome. <laughs> some are interchangeable. <laughs> but yeah, the boy was the boy was still in a sling. He was still in a sling from from the snap that brought everyone yeah. back. Yeah, but he's back to Bruce Banner. Yeah, back mm-hmm. to Bruce Banner. You know what I liked about the post credit scene is what they didn't do in this movie. I didn't get a lot of history on the actual rings. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's like I want to know exactly where the rings came from. Like the source of their power, I just, I just, I just wanted to know um, because they saw off the movie. Like some say, the Mandarin. Some say he, he took it from a tomb. Some say he stole it from I don't like, somewhere. I just wanted to know a little more about the history of the actual rings. I think I think we might get that um, 
in the next Shang-Chi movie, now that he's the guy that has them, he'll probably have to find out where they're from to unlock their real power, and then they're going to turn mm-hmm. small and go on his fingers or something, you know? <laughs> still, pushing, still pushing that vision. <laughs> we'll keep, we're going to keep our fingers crossed. We're going to really pitch for that. <laughs> read, read a strongly worded email to, to Marvel and be like, hey, Marvel, can you like... <laughs> At this point, I think Marvel, they do it on purpose. They do something like that on purpose, so later on, they can like win you back. like Because mm. like, they, they do it, they, they, they kind of do it a bit often <laughs> you know it's yeah because like, it's always one of like the biggest criticisms of the movies is that this and this wasn't like this and then like in the next movie it's like bam here you go right then, <laughs> we'll do it effortlessly yeah. we will and, satisfy and it, you all it's like it was part of the plan the whole time you get <laughs> you know? it's like <laughs> but no i think uh, i think it was a really fun movie i think that uh, i did a really good job with representation you guys got any closing thoughts before we uh We'll just get, well, actually, we'll just give it a number and our closing thoughts at the same time. So out of five, um, five rings, five rings out of 10 rings, but that's not the rating. It's we're just using five rings from the 10 rings because we use a five star rating system. We use so a five, five star rating system. <laughs> yes. Okay. So out of okay. five rings, the legend of the five rings, how many, <laughs> how many rings do you give? Oh, I, I really enjoyed Shang-Chi. I'm giving Shang-Chi a four out of five. I thought it was dope. I think, I think it stuck to the Marvel formula. You know, when you watch this movie, you know that Marvel was behind it. It feels very Marvel-like. There's a first act, second act, third act. Um, I as, as far as the representation goes, you know, we've been making comparisons to Black Panther because it's, it's cool. It's, it's a great... It's like, you know, we, we have this Asian Marvel superhero... And, you know, it just, it's showing us his story of being Asian, but without just throwing it at your face. And I think Marvel did a great job with the representation aspect of Shang-Chi. So I, I just, it felt very natural. And like you said, Gerardo, them being Chinese American, I think just made it so much um, more believable. But yeah, four out of five for me, another representation. It's one of the best action movies we have from Marvel. And uh, I want to see more about the rings in the future. All right, hold on. Yeah, um, I really like this film. So dare I say five out of five rings? <laughs> I'm do gonna do it. it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it's it's very rare for me to like give a, a film rating like really truly like five out of five. Um, not just because like you know Asian representation. Like I will be as biased as I can because this is a film that I've been waiting for my entire life um it seems so because like you know ever since growing up you know like you're you're an Asian and the only representation that you get is like the freaking yellow rangers from power rangers and we're yellow straight up yeah wow seriously like yes we can be part of ensembles as much as we can but we're always supporting characters so this like Mm. marvel film huge consumer slash like audience fan base like finally getting like that visibility out into the world like that's why I gave it a five out of five like um, of, of course there's like a bunch of like martial arts movies that are like really good standalones that really give that but like that's something right. you would expect from like a martial arts movie but this is like a Marvel movie and they're they're, they're bringing that in so I five out of five hand-to-hand combat was great like world building was great characters were great like oh, love this movie <laughs> yes yes nice I will give it it makes me feel all bad now. <laughs> it's okay. No judgment. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna give it. I, I will say though, Mulan, it was really cool hearing your perspective, especially with the, the daughters, because I know that 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 was that that looked intentionally woven in there, which I think was, was really yes. cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost did like the Mulan thing better than Mulan. <laughs> uh, honestly, honestly, that is another conversation that I can have a different day. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one day we can review the the Mulan uh, live action reboot with you one day. <laughs> yeah. That that would be cool. Oh uh-huh. yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. I'm down. And uh, and no, and I can totally relate with you when you said about like you know there's no, um, you know there's no heroes that look like you, and that's why I always like I think really clung on to Spider Man because I can't have masks on because you know there's no there's no like Latino superheroes, <laughs> so that's why I'm hoping for Nova. Nova, mm-hmm. that's, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, um, we need we need more like real quick not to interrupt but it's like mostly if it wasn't white it was like black superheroes and you know we just posted on our instagram today that you know black people are actually overrepresented so they're one of the minority groups that are overrepresented with some of our representation and we need <laughs> we you know what i mean it's crazy yeah. it's, it's yeah. just i think that's an important thing to point out it's like you know black people we've had so many things for us it's just we want to see more we want to see asian superheroes you know, Mexican superheroes. I want to see Hawaiian superheroes, you know, because that's what our population is. So, yeah, I just wanted yeah. to point that out. Yeah, and, that, and that, I will mm-hmm. say that that, yeah, that is uh, one of the reasons that this movie felt so refreshing. I was like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's cool. It's just, they're just people that just happen to be Chinese. Exactly. <laughs> it was, yes, yes. You know? So it's cool. That being said, you know, I'm going to give it a, what did, what did I give Black Widow? Like a two and a half? Because <laughs> it's better than Never Black remember. Widow. I want to give it a better. Oh, easily, than easily better than Black Widow. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Yay! Which is, Not bad. That, that for me, that's a solid movie. If listeners of the podcast, that's a solid movie. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it means it's a really good movie that I would rewatch again, like once or twice. Because I yes. think it was. It was. It, it was. It was good. Really good. Yeah, it's, it's it's very much something that I, I can't wait to watch again. Yeah, the boy Joe, he went like twice this weekend. I was like, damn, man, he went for the Thursday night <laughs> show and then he, he pulled up again like on Saturday. <laughs> I was like, damn, Joe. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's so cool. That's that's cool to see. You know, it's like it is. It is. is like the, the, as far as Asian superhero goes, this is, this is like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it's important. Like Halloween's yeah. coming, you know, think about the 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 Asian kids now who can actually, you know, I, that is one thing. Can we just say that real quick? Cause bro was out there and like a top and like some Jordans on his feet fighting the Mandarin. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm like, y'all, y'all get the other superheroes, Tom Holland, Spider-Man suit and homecoming, you know, his first big super, he leaves fly as fuck. And you got Shang-Chi out here, some beat up ass Jordans and a dragon scale (laughs) top. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm going to get Shang. Shang Chi some love. The sister's armor was tight. Yeah, her yeah. show was dope. Even Aquafina. I mean, Katie was looking official with her dragon stuff. And Shang Chi just did some black jeans and some J's, which is like <laughs> he, he threw on his little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, enjoy, really enjoyed this movie. It was a great review. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, everybody, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Cast the Color. Follow Mulan. At, uh, you want to? You want to plug? Plug it real quick. Yeah, yes, yes. Like ju- just just the Instagram is the main because I do not have time for the rest. But it's uh, Instagram <laughs> is at Mulan Navilla. Um, if you like to see a bunch of food stuff, 
it's there if you like to see a bunch nice. of like like semi model i don't know literally my it's my personal instagram it has a bunch of like everything but <laughs> follow me on there there you go nice follow me on follow us at cast the color yes Twitter, instagram yeah and um every wednesday a uh, little mini live live uh, mini live mini live right before uh, we're going to be recording every wednesday so be yeah. on the lookout uh, towards the end of the, the later half of the week for our drops. We're nice. going to be uh, discussing a lot of good things. We're going to be discussing what if. We're going to be discussing uh, whatever yes. movie comes out. Fandom's coming up. That's going to be cool. Yep, yep. DC fandom is around the corner. We're going to be having yeah. a what if episode. Yeah, it's, and we're yeah. dropping new artwork. We're finally going to be dropping new artwork. We're going to set up a recording area. We're going to be getting our videos up, the YouTube. That's, that's what's going to take us to the next level. So listeners, thank you for, for following along with us. And Mulan, thank you especially for giving us your time. Uh, of course. Yes. It was yes. fun. Happy to, yeah. happy to join again. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yes. Yeah, really fun. <laughs> oh, first of many, hopefully. First of many. Yes. Of um, yeah, but that, that is it. Gerardo, we, we good? We closing out the show, my brother? Yeah, that sounds, sounds good. Everybody... Uh, get vaccinated so spider-man doesn't get pushed back please because <laughs> that vaccine get pushed back if, 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 if don't get vaccinated so sure you know, yeah yeah venom keeps hey. creeping back one week every every other day hey 80 percent of californians have the first dose of the vaccine yeah yeah we're doing yeah california we're doing fine yeah and yeah. the rest of the people right? <laughs> yeah. stay safe out there wash your hands wear a mask hey follow us we're out of here peace hey, I bet you know.